Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Drew Lock is good, but Cortland Sutton's better. Welcome back to another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. What's going on, What's guys? Up? How's it going? We got Pops and LJ back in the fold. We are uh, we took a, a couple weeks back or a month or so ago. Pops took a, a week for load management, and we all collectively, as a pod, yeah. you know, with the holiday rolling around with Thanksgiving, we took we took a week off. We're yeah. sorry for not being around for you last week, but now we're stuffed. We got full of turkey, ham, whatever you Stuffing. eat during Thanksgiving. We don't have to we don't have to get fajitas. All of fajitas. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what we had for Thanksgiving? Fajitas. That's a but good choice. Now we're back and we are ready to go. Before we get started, I have a question for y'all that kind of started at work and right. i like to kind of start these off start the pot off we do a little preparation beforehand but i like starting this off with something i did give y'all ahead of time just to throw at you yeah so the other night monday night football seattle was playing the uh vikings on on monday night and right. if you saw the, the the wide receiving core they caught uh david moore i think caught touchdown and they broke out into what they've kind of become known for now is their choreographed dance moves yeah where they they did a little rendition of new additions if it isn't love a little <laughs> a little some dance moves so my question though so new addition are R&B group. What is is there a difference or what is the difference between an R&B group and a boy band? LJ? Well, what's the difference between R&B and pop? There's like a there's a solo element. There's a, a, um, a bass uh, emphasis. Um, there's sort of a syncopated rhythm emphasis. But other than that, I mean, they're close. You know, it's like what's the difference between uh, boys to men and Backstreet Boys? It's 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 subtle things that add up to being totally different, you know? Well, so we were at work and someone said they were breaking out their inner boy band and someone else had at, at work with was like, hold on, New Edition is not a boy band. That is an R&B group. That is not a boy band. And they got like real defensive about it. And I mean, I get what they're saying, but then I looked up the definite. I, I think this kind of turns into is a hot dog a sandwich kind of argument because I looked up what a boy band is and a boy band is a loosely defined as a vocal group consisting of young male singers, usually in their teenage years or 20s, singing love songs and marketed towards young women. That sounds a lot like R&B groups too. Yeah, I mean, well, it's the four times. I mean, it sounds like rock and roll groups, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. rock and roll groups are still playing music, trying to catch women. I mean, and well, but but, but well, it's yeah. it's multiple vocalists. I think is like the biggest difference between them and like Aerosmith or something, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of yeah. times it's it's not it's not instruments. It's more just guys like multiple vocalists, a lot of dancing involved, synchronized dancing. I don't know. So, I just thought uh, it was. I, I never really thought about it, but I feel like it's kind of a. And then I looked at like New York Post's top uh, boy bands and Boys to Men's was on yeah. there. Temptation, I think, was somewhere around there. The Jackson Five was on there. Backstreet Boys was on there. So I just, well, you definitely I wouldn't call the Temptations a boy band, right? I mean, I wouldn't. Did we, but, but I mean, it's, it's were they young when they right? started? I mean, they certainly have a lot of the same similarities to boys band, but I think they were always mature men, at least when I saw the Temptations. That's fair. That's fair. That's interesting. That's fair. I just thought it was interesting. It's, it's something to ponder on. Next time you need a, 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 it seemed to me this could easily turn into, and I was hesitant 
bringing up, like me and LJ get into a hot dog and sandwich <laughs> conversation where all of a sudden, all of a sudden an hour goes by and we still haven't come up with an answer. We're just arguing still. <laughs> all right. I want to get into, we, of course, we got to break into some NFL. Uh, the college coaching carousel is on and popping with yeah. uh, Arkansas looking for a new head coach. So we got a lot to get into. Uh, before we do that, though, well, I, ha- I have a question for you, Pops. If you had, if you just at all times were carrying around some diamonds with, would, would you take care of them? Yes, I think so. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, well, then why, why men are carrying around their precious jewels all the time, but we don't take care of them. If you're going to be manscaping, you need the right quality product when it comes to manscaping and comes to take care of your undergarments. And let me tell you about some our friends over at Manscaped, who are the number one company in the business when it comes to below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Wow. And that's why I, I'll be damned. That's why, man, look, Manscaped, what they've done is they've redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has the properly skin safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your, well, and your if hairs there's one pull place you don't want to get nicked or snagged. I'm just saying. I'm, it's I, down there in that's your a place you, That's right. That's bringing a tear. <laughs> that will bring a tear to your eyes. Let me it's tell called you. the lawnmower two. Yeah, it, it's the yeah. it's the lawnmower. the lawnmower one has been recalled, but the lawnmower two is just a phenomenal piece well, of equipment. See, the lawnmower from from what I gather, lawnmower one was real. It was a good product, but there was the occasional nick and snag. Well, now Eliminated. manscaping act manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past with the lawnmower two And don't you so don't use that same guys. Come on, why are you using the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> so manscaped also has the crop preserver an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why are you not putting deodorant on one of the smelliest parts of your body? I'm just, it just makes no sense. And right now, Manscaped has an offer for our listeners. You can get 20% off plus. 20%? Not, not 20% off plus. Not 20% off or. 20% off plus free shipping Whoa. when you put in the code when you put in the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. I guarantee it. So <laughs> So get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's manscaped with a D at the end. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. All right, Pops. So I'm sure you've seen your uh, favorite college college sporting team. Uh, as far as head coaches go, the basketball team looks like they are in a good direction with the uh, the old must bus in Fayetteville. He's got things yep. looking. Look, as of the time of recording this, they are still undefeated. They are playing, I think, as we record this. So hopefully that's still true. Time you're listening to this. But the full football team on the other hand has a vacancy at the head coaching spot and they are looking yeah. for someone and let's just say uh fans are very eager to find out who that next head coach be LJ, do you remember when you were living in this area i don't know if we ever oh, had a God. uh a coaching vacancy needed to be filled but i think you you know how uh razorback fans can be or just sec fans in general oh my god just listening to them talk about michael dyer deciding to go to auburn was like hellish. oh god so, yes I so i can only that. imagine how it feels to listen to these conversations on a daily basis but i'll just hang up and say well <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have football season, we have basketball season, but here in the middle, especially when there's no coach in there, we have plane tracking season. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was hot over the weekend. A, a local radio, radio guy up here, uh, John Neighbors, kind of started it and fans loved it. And it kind of started as a joke because they noticed a plane leaving uh, the NWA area okay. headed towards Florida. But then they kept following it. That plane happened to land in Boca Raton, Florida. I don't oh, know if man. you know who lives in Boca Raton, Florida, but wow. one lane. Kiffin, who oh, coaches God. over at Florida Atlantic, happens to live in Boca Raton. <laughs> and so they were all over the place. And then a couple of uh, national uh, reporters started reporting.
And yes, there is a university playing in Boca Raton. No confirmation on who they're interviewing or if they're interviewing. But yes, this is true. Well, what, do you think they're playing the Boca Raton high school coach? (laughs) I mean, good Lord. Well, Well, if you don't want some people to say that, then don't fly the University of Arkansas Razorback (laughs) freaking plane down there. Good God. Jeez. Well, I just think it was funny. Sunday, it was like, all right, done deal. It is Lane Kiffin. He's going to bring this as offensive coordinator. This is defensive coordinator. I'm hearing the money amounts this. And all this was coming from people on like the the hog. I forget what it's called. The the hog forum. There's a hogville. Hogville Hogville.com has this forum. And and everyone, the reports are great. It's like, well, actually, so you see my sister dates (laughs) this guy who's actually his uncle is on the board of trustees and he knows what's going on. It's always, it's always, the sources are great on on people who had this. But what I thought was fun is Hunter Yurichek played into it on Monday morning after this went crazy all all day on Sunday. And on Monday morning, Hunter Yurichek, the athletic director, tweeted out a video and it said one, hashtag one Razorback, hashtag hog one. And it had like three Star Wars playing with the first one having the one at the the front Mm. having a hog on it. it. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so I thought it was great, and every, of course, fans lost their mind. Like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Does, does he have Lane Kiffin on the way back right now? Is Lane Kiffin on his way? So just as of where we stand right now, pops, no head coach is made. But I swear, Twitter names a new head coach for the Arkansas Razorbacks every single day. Every time I wake up, I see a new head coach. Oh god! So where does Urban Meyer live? Is the plane gone to wherever Urban Meyer lives? You think? I don't <laughs> think Urban is that interested in the Arkansas job. I had to guess. You don't think? Hey, uh, I, mean, I don't know. He might. You, you never know. What would you say? Is there any? Is there? But why? While we're talking about it, is there any Arkansas coach or any coach out there prospect that you're interested in that you're kind of pushing for for the Razorback? You, you know, Kiffin certainly is a name hire. I, I mean, I'm as I told LJ a little earlier. I think Kiffin's biggest fan is Lane Kiffin, and yeah. he could be a little annoying, um, tooting his own horn. I think he's probably a pretty good coach. So I, you know, but so to answer your question, I kind of like the guy at Memphis. I think he's an up and comer, probably just based on my limited knowledge, I would have some serious interest in him. That's probably my, my main guy that I would probably like, and I don't know that much about him. I don't know oh, what kind Mike of offense. Mike Leach, Mike Leach would be an interesting guy. Uh, wouldn't be boring. Yeah, but. there's one thing Mike Leach brings in that's interesting. Interesting <laughs> press <laughs> conference and just interest in general. Is What's Belichick up, busy? Could, like, maybe he, uh, <laughs> I think maybe he you could, like, Steve, his son, Steve. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, if he just wants to be the, the job now. <laughs> if he wants to be the best head coach in the NFL and the best head coach in college football, take that from Saban. I could see Bill Belichick trying to get a title like that. So give him a call, right? Saban's you know, pretty well pissed see. off. You know, <laughs> yeah. what about Saban? He's got, he was pissed off this week. Maybe they're going to fire his ass because Auburn beat him. <laughs> well, and speaking of Auburn, there's all every single year, there's every time there's a vacancy at Arkansas's head coach job, the, the Gus Malzahn rumors somehow come up. I don't think he has any interest. He I'm used Arkansas last time yeah. just to get a raise from Auburn. I, I swear that's what his agent's the only one that puts that report out there. And <laughs> smartly so of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we move off from coaches, you mentioned Mike Leach. I did want to uh, mention something. Did you guys see a, a fake Twitter account fooled pretty much everybody into thinking Mike Leach was hired as Old Miss's new head coach? No. Did y'all see any of this? No, that's awesome. Uh-huh. So uh, Monday, less than 24 hours after Matt Luke was fired from Old Miss, a Twitter account that looked identical to the 24-7 sports Old Miss beat writer tweeted out a graphic with a 24-7 sports link that ended up leading to nowhere, but it looked like a link. Yeah. But it had a graphic that reported like Mike Leach hired as Old Miss head coach and it looked all professional and like if you put the two links side by side he had the bio was the exact same the name was the it was uh, what was the name I think he had it as at rebels 24 7 but the only thing is the fake one instead of a lowercase l for rebel he put an uppercase i so yeah. it yep. looked it looked the same but it, it wasn't and it was so close to 
the same thing that the, the the beat writer David Johnson thought it was his own handle. He even tweeted out after he saw it. I don't know what happened. My account's been hacked. This is not a report from me. <laughs> and then the person after Twitter ran away with it, and Mike Leach was like trending all over the place. The the person who made the fake account then put like an avi of uh, or his profile picture it was like a this funny look bear and basically put everyone okay. out, told everyone out there he was just screwing with them. Okay, but it's yeah, just that time of that. year. It's just that time of year. I wanted to give fans all warning. Any reports you see, if it's not from you know one of the the real reputable sources or from the like Lane Kiffin or Mike Leach themselves, mm-hmm. you know, just 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 wait it out. We'll know. You'll figure out who your head coach will be soon enough. Yeah, whether it's yeah. today or in a couple of days, we'll right. figure it out soon enough. Just 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 calm down. Um, you mentioned Dad. You mentioned Nick Saban uh, a second ago being upset. Did you hear? He apparently is upset about his loss at Auburn and thinks it's just unfair. Well, it was. Well, yeah, it was something unfair about the uh, the formation. That well, Auburn, so did you see what? the end of the? Did you watch the end of that Iron Bowl? In either one of y'all? No, I, I did not. I seemed like I saw it briefly on the news, but I, I didn't see what it was. So late, late in the Iron Bowl, after I know this will be stunning to hear, the Alabama missed a very makeable kick that could have tied <laughs> the game up with like two minutes left. Mm-hmm. And I saw that that's the kryptonite to Nick Saban is just can never find a kicker, but. <laughs> They miss a kick, and then they need to. Now they have to stop Auburn for three plays, and they can get the ball back. And then they do. Two minutes left. Auburn lines up fourth and five, or fourth and four, with time winding down. And it looked like they were lining up to go for it, or at least get Bama to jump. But what they did, they did. They, they, Gus Malzahn, I think, was a, a genius play. He had the Auburn punter also come out on the field. So usually the way it works is like there's a coach out there or someone in the booth that tells Nick Saban, "Oh, the punter's out there. They're in punt formation." Okay. And so that instantly tells Jalen Waddle, who is Alabama's base basically the Devin Hester of this year. He's Alabama's really good return specialist and yeah. great receiver. They sent him out on the field to return because anytime he touches it, he can score. So he runs out there, but then all of a sudden that punter's lined up at receiver and Bo Nix in the offense looks like they're going to, they're going to run a play. So the defense is like, whoa, 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 it's not a punt. It's not a punt. And they bring the deep, they switch out and bring the defense out. Well, Jalen Waddle, no one tells him and he's still back there <laughs> at return. So now that's 12 people on the field, illegal substitution on Bama, automatic penalty. First down. First down. <laughs> he now, I, I personally, I think this is just that's a great move. Really smart. It's it's really smart by Gus. Apparently, either they had this plan beforehand and just said if we get into a situation where we're up, then this is a this is something we can try to draw them off. <laughs> because you like to think Nick Saban's team is going to be pretty disciplined and they won't jump off sides there. They probably knew right away. Don't jump. Whatever right. we do, don't jump. But they probably didn't think about that. So I just thought that was really smart. But Saban later called the play unfair. He said, "quote I really feel that it was a pretty unfair play at the end of the game. They substituted the punter as a wide receiver, so we put the punter team in and and just whine and whine and whine. What? How in the world is that unfair? Like, can 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 you play devil's advocate for him? Like, in what world is that not totally okay to do? Well, you, you got out coach. That's what you got done. <laughs> well, it's Saban. just not fair. Alabama, Auburn should have went over and told him, hey guys, we're going to put the punter in, but at receiver. So he's not actually lined right. up. So we have the option to either punt or not punt. So just letting you know. I think Good he's Lord. just being a sour loser. He's yeah. just upset that he got out, and I'll, if I had to choose who's the better coach, Nick Saban's 10 times out, nine times, I don't know, Malzahn gets him every now and then, but well, you're back at all. <laughs> Saban's the better coach. I was going to say 10 times out of 10, but Malzahn has beat him three times now. And he's done a good job, but you just, I think Saban was probably like, damn, that was really smart. I wish I'd have thought of it, and he didn't, and he got beat by it, and that's what happens. And he sounds like a whiny-ass little kid. I mean, he got out-swindled, mm-hmm. and I mean, that's completely fair, Yeah, and he got beat. It's on him, and he needs to go, you know what? I got out-coached. That's on me. Well, and you got to think, though, Dad, uh, Nick Saban really has, he's got dealt a really shitty hand yeah, in life. Yeah, I mean, the poor, <laughs> yeah. the poor guy. The poor guy. He doesn't, he gets, he has to coach with inferior talent.
talent every game. Every week. He's, had no oppor- <laughs> he's had no opportunity to go to bigger, er, bigger, better jobs. He had, hadn't got to live in good towns. I, mean, it's just I don't even think he makes guy. very much money. Oh, it's, it's got, if yeah. he has to, he can come over to Arkansas. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get over into some NFL stuff. We are winding down on the regular season. And I guess the news that broke, the, the latest news that broke is on Tuesday was that Ron Rivera was fired wow. as the Carolina wow. Panthers coach. Uh, I guess I, I just want to go over to you, Pops. What what do you think about that? You know what? I learned about that about 10 minutes ago from <laughs> LJ. I had no idea. And I mean, there, is there something I don't know? Because, I mean, I think LJ brought up the point. I mean, he's just lost an all-pro quarterback, right? Yeah. Yep. And has had a reasonably decent year. A couple of bad losses. Uh, At one know, point, we were anointing. Kyle Allen as uh, like they were winning the four guy, five games perhaps. in a row with, with a guy that was undrafted at quarterback. Maybe yeah. I got Ron Rivera fired because dong 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 I needed a quarterback and picked up Kyle <laughs> Allen. So maybe maybe I'm responsible for that. <laughs> I don't know. What's the reason? Has anything been put on media as well, far as why? Uh, part of the, I think I think what's happening is you're going to see David <laughs> Tepper, the owner that bought Carolina Panthers. He when he got there, he didn't hire that GM. He didn't hire that head coach. He didn't bring on Cam Newton. I think he's getting ready and he's a guy that I think he's wants the team to get into more of an analytical approach and and he kind of I think he wants to just redo the whole thing I think they're getting ready to get rid of Cam Newton let him go on and they're going to restart and so I think that starts from Rivera so he's I think what I would guess is he's going to bring in a GM that he handpicks and let that GM handpick coach because if you are going to bring a new GM they're tied to the coach they bring in so I think why do it week 14 why do it now it was a disappointing I, I, loss to lose to the Redskins I guess but, yeah, yeah so I mean have you seen what <laughs> Dallas has been doing and we can't get rid of that guy for sure Nothing. Well, I thought this would segue good into, into Garrett, and we'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> okay. Trust me. Uh, LJ, what do you think? So, Ron Rivera's fired with the overall record of 73-63-1. and one. That is a 533 winning percentage at the Super Bowl not too long ago. What do you think about that? I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. I think, like, it's it doesn't seem like a logical decision to me. But but to play a little devil's advocate, I think the reason that you hire in Week 14 is so you get first crack at every new coach on the market, you know, for the yeah, next that's a couple of weeks. Um, I think it's always a okay, bad decision to fair. fire somebody in the middle of the season but like that is the reason I think you would do it but um yeah I don't I don't like the decision I'd, I'd rather that they I, I don't see him as a bad coach I don't see him as the problem I like dad said I think he's done pretty well with a team that's missing a great quarterback but you know if you've got new ownership and you want to make a new move I guess why wait you know go ahead and do it so do it. all right well I know one spot where some people were connected some dots with Ron Rivera was he formerly played over at the Chicago Bears Chicago yeah, Bears are doing great there's a quarterback need there's a quarterback <sighs> in Carolina that may be leaving uh, you know no you never know uh yeah. um are there any other coaches what, what's the next if you had to guess what's the next coach you think fired? jason garrett, jason garrett. <laughs> <laughs> oh man y'all are just finishing each other's sandwiches, sandwiches. All right. <laughs> almost said sandwiches <laughs> that's a deep cut for anybody who, who caught that one all right well let's go right into it. i thought that'd be an easy segue from a fired coach to the cowboys all right so as we mentioned a second ago ron rivera had a winning percentage of 533 oh let's look at jason Jason Garrett's record, 83 and 65 as a head coach with a winning percentage of 561. So not far off. Um, It looks like Jason Garrett and those Dallas Cowboys are still going to make the playoffs because the NFC is <laughs> just a damn dumpster fire. Specifically the NFC East. Yeah, 
is. No, the NFC is great, that's what I but mean. the that's, NFC East is garbage. That's what I mean. I meant East. No, the NFC is a good conference. It's just there's that one that one division that is awful. Well, I would also it, say it, the NFC South seems pretty terrible, too, except for the Saints. There's one true. beacon of hope there, but yeah. otherwise garbage. It is true. Agreed. Um, did you see today, um, of, of course, or on Tuesday, on Jason, Jerry Jones does his typical hit every week with the Dallas radio, and he talked about, he still is not, like, endorsing Garrett and giving him a super boat of confidence, but he's like, he would be a, a highly sought-after coach, and he's one. He's a Super Bowl coach and all this nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we mentioned, the Eagles lost to the Dolphins, 37-31, and now the Cowboys actually control their their own destiny. Still. The Cowboys could actually lose their next two to the Bears and Rams and still make the playoffs as long as they beat the Eagles and the Redskins to finish out the year. <sighs> the Eagles would need to win out, putting them at 9-7, and seven, and need the Cowboys to lose two of the next four, including the game against the Eagles, obviously, to take back over the vision. Just to give you an idea of how bad the NFC East is. At 2-10 and 3-9, and and the Giants and the R-Words aren't yet mathematically <laughs> eliminated from the playoffs. And, and to, to put that into better perspective, if the season ended today, both of those would have top three picks in the NFL draft, yet they still could win the division. That is God. insane. Can I, uh, can I throw out one more? The NFC is awful. Oh, please. The Cowboys have lost two games in a row, and after each loss, which is the worst thing you can do for your chances of making the playoffs, their chances of making the playoffs have gone up after each game. <laughs> after each loss. Oh, I, what, what, where, where do you, so I know LJ uh, earlier when we talked about Rivera, you mentioned you're not a, a big fan of firing a head coach during the middle of the season. So I kind of understand not firing Garrett now. He, he, we've talked about this at nauseum. This is the final year of his contract. And so, and if you, I think if you fire the guy now, what ends up happening is that they've won a few games, maybe in spite of Garrett with Kellen Moore. And all of a sudden now, do you have to promote him to head coach when he's just a young no. guy that maybe not be ready? No. So I understand not fire, not firing Garrett now, but here's what I'm worried about. We don't fire him now. He this is what's going to happen. We did, we did this. Makes the playoffs. We did the same. We did this same game last yep. year. The Cowboys have a good enough roster. They make the playoffs. Maybe at seven and nine. Maybe they win a playoff game. Maybe two. If they get to the NFC Championship, guess what, guys? We get more Garrett in our lives. I don't think I, so. I, I. You think he's done? I, you think he's it's it's over? I think Jones is done. I mean, I I think he's done. I don't care if unless they win the Super Bowl. For I was about God's to say. Sake. What is the best he can do and keep, or what is the best he can do and lose his job? If he wins the NFC Championship game, he keeps his job. If he makes it to the NFC Championship game, does he still lose his job even if he loses the game? That's a tough one, but I, I would. That's that's where I'm I'm worried. I mean, because I, I, I'm not saying they're not a better team for the Seahawks. No. they're a lot of. Te- I think the Packers are a better team. There's a lot of teams in the NFC that are better. The Vikings are a better team. They're the I, but on any given Sunday, just look at talent. I think the Cowboys match just about any roster talent, and they could do it. Like they get hot, and I just I'm so nervous. I I, I, I want I'm going to be rooting for them to win, but I know every win just is ups the <laughs> the probability yeah. of more Garrett in my life, yeah. and I want less Garrett. <laughs> so it needs to end. And even if they lose <laughs> out, they're still going to make the playoffs, and you still might have him win a game or two. You know, like <laughs> it's just it's, it's it is a I, where where do you stand? Uh, I mean, watching it seems like an eternity ago because it was on Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, but that loss to the Bills, they just I, I don't know how many more times Jason Garrett can, I mean Jerry Jones can keep watching a team where I, again on Thursday I thought the Cowboys were the more talented roster but every single time to shoot themselves in the foot and they can't make play when they 
account and they get outdueled by Josh Allen and the Bills. Is there any, what, what were your thoughts watching that Thanksgiving game, Dad? Well, I thought Dak Prescott had had enough of it at one point, you could tell, and he was playing, I thought his ass off. You know, he went for a hard first down, took a big hit. I really thought that was going to be the thing that turned it around. I thought that would get the momentum going, get the guys fired up, but then they had a stupid penalty, like on the next play that just took all the steam out of their sh- uh, their sails, and that's what the Cowboys do. I mean, that's just... It's, yeah. And I think that's a result of coaching and not being prepared as you should be. Uh, that's what happened. Well, and there was a play, I feel like every week we can go down to a play where there's some kind of coaching mistake. And I think at this point, Garrett looks like a guy who's trying to read, like trying to make do of his past mistakes. So like we had that fourth down towards the end, of, like in the second half at some point, like going to fourth. We didn't go for it uh, the other week on fourth and five against the Patriots when we had a chance to score. So then this week, fourth and six, they decided to go for it against the Bills in the third quarter. And then you come out and if you think you know, and they, they brought this up on the broadcast and I thought they did a really good job, but you come out and if you see, they, they thought they had, they knew the look and they thought, okay, they're going to come out, man, we'll get Ezekiel one-on-one and he'll make that play. Well, they the Bills very smartly didn't do their normal tendency and came out in a zone and then we still threw it out in the flats. The throw didn't happen. He didn't catch it, but even if he would have, there was like six Bills out there. It was not going anywhere. And Aikman said, what happens is you come out, to, you should have it in, in his head. He comes out and goes, here's what we want to go for. If it if we get the look we're going for, then all right, run it. If you don't see that pre-snap, call timeout. Let's keep Phil going. Let's get away with the win or get away with points there. And it always seems like it comes down to the other team is more prepared in the big situations than we are. And it's one thing when Bill Belichick and the Patriots are doing that to you. It's another thing when it's just every team we, the Cowboys play. I said we a whole lot in that <laughs> little sentence there. It just gets frustrating watching this over and over again. And it looks like it gets frustrating Jerry Jones, but yet Garrett's still at the head coach. Well, yeah. well let me ask you this, Kevin, because I thought that you were going to mention this. Remember, maybe it was at towards the end of the first half where they had a third and six or seven, and they came out in their setup, and then the Bills called a timeout. And I think it was Romo calling the game, right? It wasn't Aikman. I think it was Romo and, and Nance. I think Romo. it was Romo, yeah. And Romo said, yeah. you know what he just did? He just called timeout to see how they're going to come out in a third and eight. And he's just filing that away for later in the game. And and, and I was I think that's brilliant. And I wonder if that came into play on that fourth and six, you know, late in the game where you've got to get that six yards. They knew what they are going to do, so they do something different. I, I'm just, yeah. out, they get out coached. They just completely got out coached. Well, and what, so what ha- what happens is, to me, the reason they didn't have that that fourth down situated, because if, if he was planning on, because if you watch the Ravens not the other day, they came out on fourth and one, and Lamar Jackson didn't get the look he wanted, called timeout, and they came out in a different play. Because Harbaugh has a plan on fourth downs, because he, he goes for it on fourth down a lot. Jason Garrett is a conservative coach. We've seen it throughout, and he doesn't like going for it on fourth down, but now he is going for it on fourth down, so he doesn't get beat up in the next day in the media. But that means there's not an actual plan once they get out there. It's just kind of like, okay, well, I better go for yeah. it. All right, kill Moore, get a play out there. And sure, Kellen Moore's the offense coordinator is probably in Dak Prescott's helmet the whole time, but Kellen Moore's also, however old he, 29 offensive, 29 year old offensive coordinator. Garrett is the guy that supposedly this, as Jason Garrett, or Jerry Jones always says, this Super Bowl winning head coach, he should be a good head coach. He has all the makings, but they always look ill prepared. So I just think, I almost, I don't know how they missed the playoffs at this point because the, the Eagles are trying, like, I think everybody in the NFC is per, like actively trying not to make the playoffs. They just are tired of playing football. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So what's going to end up happening is the Cowboys make it. We'll see what happens. I think they end up end up winning a couple playoff games. I'm just worried. I'm just worried that we the Cowboys win a few playoff games. Garrett sticks around, but we'll we'll see. Um, real quick, we we mentioned the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Uh, they lost on Sunday Night Football to the Texans. Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien and that offense looked pretty good. I wanted to ask you guys. I don't know how long we'll stick on this, but it's about that time of year. Are we throwing dirt on the Patriots? Is the run over? I mean, it didn't look good on Sunday night. What do you think, El? Uh, of course not. They're fine. They, I mean, what like they're what a, a nine and three team? They're fine. They're ten and two. 
They're fine. Whatever. They lost a game. It happens. They still they, they lost home foot advantage now. The Ravens now are the number one team in the yeah, AFC. And, and the and 49ers are the fifth seed in the NFC. That I mean, it's it, we'll see how it plays out, but that's, you know, they're still fine. Like, that doesn't make them a bad team. Um, And and we'll see what happens from here, but I mean, they're, they're fine. There, you know, you're right. There were some real struggles, and I think there's some things they need to work on because they could have used Josh Gordon. They could use a big deep threat. I, anyway, whatever happened there, whatever happened. But they're 10-2 and two and lost to the Texans, who's a pretty damn legit team. Who's not a bad team, so, yeah. So, you know, I think let's let's just yeah. lay back and see what happens. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, just if we just go back to just last year where the Patriots won a Super Bowl in a four-week span from November 11th to December 16th, they went 2-3 and three with losses to the Titans by 24, the Dolphins, and the Steelers, and everyone was we were singing the same song and dance, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. I will say, things, I don't think Tom Brady's, lo- I mean, I, I, I do think some zip loses on your arm as you get older. I still think he has enough to win a Super Bowl, but there's just, what is, Dad, like you mentioned, they don't have a Josh Gordon. I think you understand now why Tom Brady was pushing for Antonio Brown, even how nuts he was. Mm-hmm. They just, all they have is Julian Edelman out there, and I think Romeo Cornell and the Texans like, all right, we'll double team Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman's good. He's not like a Hopkins or, or someone who can beat a double team. You, you can pretty much take him out of the game, I think. Yeah. And you saw the interception that was a pick six. Nikhil Harry just didn't do the right. He didn't seal off the corner on that slant and the corner gets a pick six. And once Tom Brady loses faith in you, yep. he's not, he's not going to you. We saw it with Chad Ochocinco a few years back. Yeah. And J- Jacoby Myers is the other guy, undrafted free agent. I mean, I just, you can tell he's frustrated because as the perfectionist that is Tom Brady, when these guys aren't made, he, he needs to know where you are at all times. Yeah. And he just doesn't have that at receiver. And then they don't run the ball that well either. Yeah. I, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, but like I'm with LJ. I'll rather, I'd rather go down with saying the Patriots are fine and then end up being wrong. Yeah. Then I'm not bearing them until it's until Belichick and Tom Brady are gone from New England. I'm not bearing them. It's just that. I agree. Yeah. Um, over in the NFC, I think the Ravens, we can all agree, right? The Ravens are the top team in the AFC. In the AFC, I think so. Yeah. 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 Clearly. Okay. Well, I didn't figure we needed to spend much time on that. I do kind of want to go over to the NFC. So as LJ mentioned, the 49ers are now not the top spot. See, it's now the Seahawks. Correct or no, is it? Who's the top team in the NFC? Uh, is it? Well, it's I, think the it's the Seahawks. Seahawks. I think it's, it's Seattle. I think it's Seattle. Saints. Saints, the Saints are the maybe. number one team yeah, yeah. record. Or I think in, if if the season ended today, they'd be the number. They'd have home foot advantage, which I think is big for Superdome. But the Seattle Seahawks have taken over the NFC West. They are technically first team division, which now means somehow if the 49ers played Dallas in the opening <laughs> round, the Dallas Cowboys would host them, which is insane. <laughs> I think it's clear which one's better. But throwing out records and necessarily who's seeding wise, because a lot of that's going to change by the time we wrap up the season. Who is your top team in the NFC? Has it changed, Pops? Yeah, it has changed. And I mean, I was on several teams, but Seattle, I'm just, I've, Russell Wilson is a freaking winner. And, you know, he made a mistake in that game where he slapped that ball and he, he, he needs to learn to hop a little higher, but uh, he slapped <laughs> that ball and got that interception. But you see, it didn't rattle. Yeah, he did kind of look like me going for a rebound. <laughs> he, he looked like he a hurt preacher when he did that. But, <laughs> um, but you say he didn't get rattled. He's like, okay, that's on me and I got it. And, and he did. I just, I just, I believe in Russell Wilson. He is, uh, he is a fantastic quarterback and a supremely confident leader. Good guy. I do agree. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a good leader. I, I will say, though, if you're the ESPN broadcaster, anybody moving forward, mic up someone different than Russell Wilson. He's not a very <laughs> no. interesting, mic'd up person. I think he's a great quarterback, yeah, good leader, and he says all the right things. But yeah, not fun. Yeah, I'd want him as my quarterback, but I don't want him mic'd up. It's not fun for the fan. LJ, what do you think? Are Seahawks, do you have any disagreement? Yeah, yeah the 49ers are the best football team in the NFC. I think they are two missed field goals from being undefeated. They uh, lost to the Baltimore Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks, who are two great teams. I mean, um, they're, they're, I, I think they are a fantastic football team that's just had a couple of bad weeks due to injury. I mean, they're missing some great coverage linebackers, um, uh, and and they'll be fine. I, I 
I think that we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Home field advantage is going to matter a lot. But I think if you look at talent and balance, um, the 49ers are great in every way that you can play football, which I guess the Seahawks are too. But I just, I like watching the 49ers play. I think I tend to agree with LJ. I, I like Seattle and I don't want to put, I wouldn't want to play Russell Wilson in any playoff game. But even I was looking at something, the point differential, the Seahawks outscored their opponents so far this year. They're both 10 and 2, but the Seahawks have outscored their opponents by 30 or 36. The 49ers have outscored their opponents by 200 and or 163. So there's just, I, I think Seattle's has beaten, now they've beaten, or they have they only beat the 49ers once. Yeah, they only played yeah, once yeah, so far. Yeah, so we'll get an, I, I'm ready for that matchup. That'll be another fun matchup. But if I had to pick one right now, it's just all around team. I think with the defense at Seattle or with San Francisco and then Garoppolo, they showed me something at least. I know they lost to the Ravens, but they went toe to toe with the Ravens. Every and step, Garoppolo yeah. made a few throws and I like what they're doing. And I, I think, I, I think I'd rank them higher, but it, it's still close. I, uh, can I say real quick, I think this has been, I mean, if, if I forget the Broncos exist, one of my favorite football seasons of all time, it's been led by defenses and running teams. And then a Baltimore team that's just balling out of their mind and every aspect of the game. It's just, this has been a fun football season to watch in my opinion. It, I agree. It has been a fun. Again, if I throw out my favorite team, yeah. I think it has yeah, been exactly. a fun year. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the big winner though, did you see the curse of the, have y'all heard about the curse of the Monday night football black cat? Yes. Remember yes. that cat? No. Yes. It's gone. It's gone. Well, well dad, if you have, I don't know who calculates this stuff, but it, it cracked me up ever since that black cat invaded the Dallas Cowboys Monday night football game against the New York Giants in New York, the teams with cat nicknames, such as the Panthers, Lions, Jags, and Bengals were a combined 0 and 14. No team with a cat nickname had won a game since that black cat <laughs> ran on the field, but that's over because the O and whatever they are bungles finally beat a team they beat and it happened to be the New York Jets <laughs> so the curse is broken the cat teams can now win hmm. I just thought that was interesting and another little aside a Bengals a, a poor Cincinnati fan who owns a bar in uh, Milan yeah. Indiana which happens to be an hour west of Cincinnati in week five he made a bet that it, he'll see stay on top of his bar until the Bengals win a game true yeah. well if you if you recall they went oh and I think seven the next seven weeks yep. so he's been living on his bar he even hosted Thanksgiving up on his bar up on the roof for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh man God. Uh, there's like there's like a, a news uh, I'll, I'll, we, we can post there's like a Twitter clip of a, a news broadcast did like a little story on him and at one point it was all fun until like towards the end he has like a quote where he's like well you know it just gets kind of boring up here without your family up here and I mean I haven't he has like a setup he has like a TV and everything but it's like there's really nothing to do but watch TV while my family's all at home yeah like, golly, this sounds really sad all of a sudden. But rest aside, my man Jeff Lanham, who owns the Hog the Hog Rock Cafe, can now get off his roof <laughs> and go back downstairs. So good to know for him. Thank you, Red Rifle. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Anthony or I'm glad Andy Dalton finally got back. Did y'all know when they benched him, he was tied for the? I just found that out. Yeah. How do you? Yeah. Well, oh my god, that's just wrong. Yeah. That is wrong to bench him tied for the all time record in touchdowns. Uh, that was for, for Ryan Finley. <laughs> yeah. What a, yeah. Exactly. It wouldn't Gardner bench you? I mean, good gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like that. Drew Locke in the way too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, is a stud. But <laughs> did you guys see what Gardner Minshew's? Uh, they're doing Mike Cleats. My. Uh, 
my cause. My story now. or yeah, call yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. have you seen Gardner Minshew's? No, I haven't. So he's uh he's partnering with Movember and uh on oh, his cool, cleat cool. it's going to have a check mark and then a bunch of uh different uh like cashews and peanuts. So uh his cleats are telling you to check your nuts. Well really <laughs> Yeah. That segues nicely into if you're having any trouble down there, then let me tell you about our friends over at bluechew.com. Yeah, that's blue like the color like the color that's blue. <laughs> blue like it's the color blue, blue like the color blue. blue. Yeah. Blue. It should just blue like the color. All right. <laughs> We're leaving that in. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> well, yeah, that might not be the best way to read it, but Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work and you can take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach, doesn't matter. And since they're chewable, they work up twice as fast as the pill, so you know you're ready whenever the opportunity arises. And if you could benefit from a little extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no walking in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you will get your first shipment free oh, when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that is blue like the color. B-L-U-E Chew like the color blue. Blue like promo the color yellow. ARMCHAIR. Promo code ARMCHAIR. I want to make sure y'all hear that one more time for the people in the back. Blue promo code like ARMCHAIR and you can try it for free. Alright, moving on. Orange is that blue. That, you, you know, I don't know if people wonder how much I get paid to do some of those reads. Not enough. <laughs> we got our own Jason Garrett situation, don't we? He's just going to walk yeah. us through these ad reads. We're going to make the playoffs and we're going to have to keep him booger. <laughs> It's like a booger read right there, baby. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, advertisements, we did this a while back ago. Commercials. Uh, we talked about our best and worst commercials. Pops, do you have any? I have a couple. I have a couple that have been on my mind lately. I got a new one that's kind of an old one, but it's just, I don't know why it's just been tickling the hell out of me. It's the one, it's the one where the, the, the doctor, you know, the, the guy's getting an operation and he goes, what do you know yeah. about, about doctor? What's the doctor's name? I don't know what he is. And he goes, yeah, he's okay. And he goes, he's just okay. And then the guy walks in and goes, are you nervous? And the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> we'll be all right. <laughs> I just, we'll make it. If you look at we'll the acting, if you we'll look figure at the act, yeah, what does it say? Look who got reinstated. <laughs> well, not exactly yet, but. Uh, yeah, as he's walking in and he's like, just all right. He's like, look who got reinstated. <laughs> I don't know. That's just funny. Hannah and I, that actually, really that commercial has started a debate between Hannah and I. And if you like ignore the reinstated part and the nurse saying he's okay, I actually think the, him saying, you nervous? Me too. Like that feels kind of reassuring. Like an honest, like he's, yeah, I kind of dig that. Hannah thinks that would be horrifying. I think that would be like, okay, I feel like I'm in good hands. Like he's not going to lie to me. He's not going to, you know. I don't know though. If a guy's getting ready to cut me open though, I kind of want him to lie to me and tell me everything's going to be fine. You know, that's, it is a little nerve wracking when the, when the guy is about to cut into your, into your skin's like, uh, I don't really, I'm a little nervous but, too. But the acting is so good. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, just, I think the doctor's so cool there. He's like, yeah, yeah, me too. You know, it just, I think he does a great job. I also like, it. I'm horrified by the idea of somebody not being nervous when they're cutting into a human. Like, I just don't know how you get to that yeah. point. So it feels Who like. Who wouldn't be 
nervous. It feels honest. Like it feels more like reputable to me. I don't know. It might be, you know, surgeons probably just get used to it to be completely honest, but it feels human to me in a way that most doctors don't, you know, besides I'm sure the pains uh, have got it all figured. Shout out to <laughs> shout out, <laughs> Shout out to the pains. A commercial that drives me insane. And I, I don't know what it is. Something I don't, maybe I'm not the target audience. I would think I would be, but for whatever reason, Apple commercials just don't sit well with me. Yeah. And they have a new one, the Apple iPhone 11, yeah. it's somewhat new, but it plays, it starts out with that, uh, like the, the alarm of a phone and it's the same alarm I use as my phone. And I don't know if it's PTSD, <laughs> but every time it goes off one, I'm like looking to figure out where my phone is in two. No one likes the alarm, the sound of their alarm because it means to get out of bed. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I just don't like it. And then between that, one, we talked about it for the weird dog commercial. Just, it seems like Apple does weird commercials and I don't really think I follow them. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen the Peloton commercial? The newer Peloton I've heard one? You know, about, I've only heard that that woman is not okay, but I don't know anything else. <laughs> do, you, do you know the commercial we're talking about, Dad? There's that woman who gets a Peloton for Christmas and then yeah, the she woman like, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has yeah. like weird looks to the camera, like over and over again, where it looks like she's like it looks like an episode of Black Mirror. If you ever watch Black Mirror, yeah. she looks trapped in this awful life where she's riding this Peloton bike and she's forced to like take a video of herself doing it. I don't know. It's it's really weird. And I don't understand how someone didn't watch that and go, you know what? We should probably redo this. This looks a little odd. <laughs> it does look odd, but I think the fact that she's not okay is probably helps that commercial. That's, that's the only redeeming quality. And, heck, maybe that was part of the plan because we're sitting here talking about Peloton and, and mentioning Peloton. I don't know. Ads are weird. After watching Mad Men, I always feel like there's always a game behind the game and even when we're making fun of them, they're winning, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't so. know, but what do you think? Do you think, like, I think getting like your wife or girlfriend of Peloton might be like, you need you need to work out or, you know, or yeah. like getting her a vacuum yeah. cleaner or yeah. something. Yeah. You need to clean house. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's disposal. the best idea. Right, right. Yeah, it seems, yeah. A little da- it seems a little dangerous to be like, hey, what'd you get from me for Christmas? Uh, membership to the gym. <laughs> it's a good one, though. <laughs> and some cooking classes, too, just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I think that's a dangerous game. You could tell this woman looks just super pumped about riding her Peloton and all the little selfies she takes where it looks like she hates her life. So, yeah, it's it's an odd commercial, to say it's the least. It's a different commercial, yeah. Um, before we get out of here, I did want to touch on a little movie news over Thanksgiving holidays. The Irishman, we talked about it before when it was going to come out in theaters in select theaters like in New York and the controversy between some theaters, not one to put Martin Scorsese film in there. But Netflix, finally, it came out on Netflix over the past week, over the Thanksgiving holidays. And just in case you haven't seen The Irishman is the new film with it's De, Ni- De Niro, Al Pacino, a, a ton of big names are in it. Yeah, a ton of big names are in it. But there is one thing. Well, I'll just I'll ask it, Pops because you have seen the movie, correct? I've seen the movie. You're, if you had to give just one one uh, critique, we, we can talk a little more, but just your first thought after watching the movie. Long. Is very. <laughs> it's way too long. It's just Three way too long. Three and a half long. hours long. I liked it. Did you like the movie? You know, I did. And I think De Niro and Pesci are fantastic together. I love almost every scene. I really do. But good God, there's too many of them, I guess. It's yeah. just too long. Yeah. I, I mean, there wouldn't be enough popcorn to, to get me through that movie but at the theaters. I'm glad I watched though, it at right? home. Like, Taxi Driver's long. Um, what else has he done? Uh, did he do The Departed? Because that was a long-ass movie. Um, it was a long movie, I yeah. guess he did. Well, yeah, but I just feel like three and a half hours is really long. And there was a lot. I, LJ, you have no, seen it or you I have not? not yet. I well, this like. isn't a, this isn't, I won't spoil it. There's not much I'm going to spoil. I, I won't spoil anything. But there's just like easily 30 minutes that you could cut out of it. Maybe even 50. Where there's like, at one point there's like De Niro getting on a plane and he flies somewhere. Like it takes forever for him to get to the final place where he's going. And I, we're pretty smart. If you show him, get on the plane and then show the plane land. I think we can all connect the dots of what happened here. You don't have to show 20 minutes of him being on I'm the sure plane. I'm sure there's a reason he showed it. It might be yeah. like something film school that like we're not going to get because, you know, we're not, um, you know, as 
as educated in, yeah. in film narrative as he is. But you know that and reminds I've, I've me. Heard, um, who's that other guy? Uh, LJ, it's a, a PT or Philip. Uh, uh, he did PT um, Anderson. PT Anderson. PT Anderson movies are good. I mean, he's good, mm-hmm. but they're too long. They're just. It's. I'll tell you, like my favorite author, John Irving. I love John Irving books, but you could probably take about seventy pages out, and it'd be a better book. Yeah. You know. So I now, mean, to LJ's point, I do think everyone that I, I I've, there's a few people like, like one of my uh, uh, old teachers who's a bit, loves films and one of my college professors, big film guy, and he lo- he loved it. And I've seen other people who talk about how artfully how artful it is and all those long scenes that that I say should be cut out, how they're masterpieces. So I get it, but just to the average viewer, I think a lot of those are like it just seems like a long scene. And I do think there's there's different tracking shots they do. Can and I different say things that are really there's good. another re- I haven't seen it obviously, but there's another reason that that happens a lot as somebody who like actually um, like I create for a living. One of the hardest things to do and like uh, almost everybody's terrible at it is cutting something like that, yeah. that you have worked really hard on. And especially if other people have also worked really hard on it, like it's really hard to cut something that people have put, you know, eight hours of their life in five days a week for, you know, four weeks just to get these airplane scenes just right. And now you're just going to like cut it like it didn't matter. There's like a saying, uh, don't don't be afraid to kill your darlings uh, because nothing should be too precious when you're creating art for other people to consume because but it is it's really hard to do it's really hard to just say uh that's not working let's get rid of it so yeah and who, who am i to, to, to bring this to like a, a sports to relate this to sports like it'd be like this me telling score martin scorsese to cut something out of his film would be like me telling bill belichick i don't i don't think his game plans that well right. for the upcoming right. game you right. know if and so who's gonna tell scorsese to to cut something out i mean at the end of the day yeah. i think that's probably why he signed on a deal with netflix is he was like look i'm gonna make my movie yeah. and it might be three it might be three i just thought this could be made into like a little four-part series it was hard to sit or sit down for three and a half hours for some of those. no like, doubt Man, no it's doubt. getting long but for anybody who hasn't seen it it was a really good movie it was really cool to see some of those guys back in doing a movie together yeah. and I, i'm with that every every uh, scene with de niro and pesci were great i thought al pacino was really cool i mean the movie was, was good there's a few questions it was a good movie yeah i would check it out another movie news i wanted to get before we got out of here this this one just intrigued me have y'all seen and I meant to talk, meant to touch on this like a week or two ago, but we didn't have a pod last week. Did y'all see that? Uh, I think Pops is a big fan of this guy. Nicholas Cage is back Nick in the news. Nick Cage, what's up with Nick Cage? I do like Nick Cage. Yeah, what about him? Well, Nick Cage is in talks to star in a new upcoming film where he would play one of the most iconic characters in all of Hollywood, Nicholas Cage. He's gonna play himself. I'm so in. So what? Let me, <laughs> let, me let me tell you what's going on here. After beating Being out John HBO Nakovich. Max and Paramount, Lionsgate is in final negotiations negotiations to pick up the new movie titled The Unbearable Weight of Massive, Massive Talent where Nicolas Cage will play himself Nicolas Cage uh, he would be a desperate he would be Nicolas Cage who is desperate to get in a role in a new Quentin Tarantino movie while also dealing with the stranded relationship of his or the strained relationship with his teenage daughter occasionally talking to the egotistical 1990 ver- 1990s version of himself who rides in for making too many crappy movies and not being a star anymore that's amazing Hmm. That, so that really opens up. I've always had this idea, and I like I still want to do it someday, of throwing a Nicolas Cage party where everybody dresses up as different Nicolas Cages. So, like, you know, you can be high from uh, Raising Arizona. You can be, uh, you know, what's his name from National Treasure. You can even be, uh, you know, an overweight Spider-Man at this point. Um, I've always wanted to be John Travolta <laughs> as Nicolas Cage uh, from Face Off. But this opens up that you could be Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. Like, that would be the best costume at the party. <laughs> just, I just thought the whole thing was great. From what I was reading, the the interest to so the people who wrote this were kind of just joking about it. 
it. They wanted to write something different and they were kind of just trying to show their creativity and trying to show that they were funny mm-hmm. and they were writing this up. And then it started it started getting around. The script started getting around and all of a sudden like some big name like like I mentioned HBO Max and Paramount and Lionsgate started showing interest and they're like, oh, well, this might be good. And then all of a sudden the script got shown to Nicolas Cage <laughs> and they the, the people who wrote it uh, like wrote him a letter letting him know that this was not, this was a, a more of a love letter, not something that was made to be made fun of him and that wanted to portray his greatness as yeah. an actor. And Nicolas Cage being a good sport because I could see him getting kind of pissed off about it because some of it is joking joking about like bad movies he's made. Yeah. And he was like, I'm in. Let's get this sucker going. So hopefully it's yeah. not a done deal yet, but they're in final negotiations of getting this movie in. I Fingers personally, crossed. it might be a train wreck, but I'm watching I'm it. No, I, watch I think it. I'm in. I think I'm in for that's, sure. Uh, yeah. That's homework if that comes out. We're all going to watch it and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. that'll be homework for the JPP yeah. pod. 100%. <laughs> we were a pro right, Nick well, Cage podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I guess I am. I can't speak for, I know, uh, speaking for all of us, we're pro Nick Cage and I'm pro Nickelback. So there's that. Yeah. Um, well, that will do it for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. We appreciate you tuning in with us. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode. As always, you can find uh, show notes and more information of the podcast over on our website, justpresspodcast.com. And you can find us wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, wherever you do. Just make sure you uh, subscribe and you're getting notifications for each time we drop a new episode. And we will catch you next week. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Hey, so you know those advertisements? You know the other one I really like? What's that? Like the guy's talking to the mechanic and he goes, hey, are you good with brakes? He goes, we're all right. And he goes, you're all right. And he goes, yeah, we got a saying. If the brakes don't stop, it's something weird. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's just great. You in on a little secret that, that has started over in, in my life? Yeah, sure. I started the book Talking with Strangers by Malcolm oh. Gladwell.